Hi, Mark Miller here with another 30 and 30 interview. Today I'm talking to Rebel Brown. Welcome, Rebel. Hi, Mark. How are you? Great to be here. I'm fine. I, I really like the name Rebel. When I was doing concert production, Diana Ross's uh, road manager's name was Rebel. So I got some well, That's seven others I know of now. Well, that was a little gift from my little southern mother. So, um, you know, it's not about my personality. It's actually the combination of my maternal grandmother's names, Rebecca and Elizabeth. And she took R-E-B and then E-L and got Rebel. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Although people think it's because of my personality, but you know, then I go back and say, how could I have not been a rebel with a name like Rebel? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we were talking before we turned the mic on. You're working on some interesting stuff right now, right? Yeah, I'm doing all kinds of interesting things. Um, uh, got just back off the road. You said you were, what, in five cities? You were in five or six cities in the last week or two? Yeah, last week I was in five different cities. Next week I'm in Canada and actually two cities, but I'm doing four CEO workshops talking about change and how we need to evolve out of our survival brains and the status quo and into actually seeing and thinking focused forward on what's happening today, not based on what we were doing five or 10 years ago. Yeah. The discussion for me, the one of interest that you and I were touching on earlier was the social media and the marketing aspect of change right, right now. It's huge right now, right? It's huge. I mean, we have never seen a shift like we've seen in the last few years a, in the economy, I mean, everybody knows that, but B, in the empowerment of our buyers to be able to go out and find the information they need to begin to make their purchasing, move through their purchasing cycle. I mean, for, you know, when I started out in sales in 1980, I was selling mainframes against IBM. And back then I held all the information. And so the buyers actually needed to talk to me. Today, they have all the information. They have more information than we'll ever be able to give them. They have perspectives from other from other customers, from other potential buyers, from communities, you name it. They have websites. They don't need us anymore, which means we have to find another way to be valuable besides just saying, oh, I've got this great data sheet. Want to see my features? Right, right. When we're looking at that, it comes down to me that you've got a lot of social media going on that actually people can put out negative messages about you. Oh, yeah. And the problem is, as, as you had said earlier, is the traditional corporation's response is, well, we don't want our people going out and saying things that are incorrect about us. You've got a different take on that. Well, no, I think we were talking about community, mm -hmm. you know, um, a lot. I, you know, as a salesperson, marketing person, executive, product person, you know, whatever, I look at social media and think, wow, this is the this is manna from heaven because all my life career I have wanted to be able to reach out and touch customers and buyers and get their perspectives, right? I mean, that's the holy grail. And prior to social media, we had to go through the sales teams and the sales teams were kind of protective of their their customers as we all know. And you know, so so it was difficult to get that one-on-one -on -one interaction. Today we have that opportunity with social media, and yet everybody's out there just using it as another channel to shove marketing propaganda down it, Right. number one. But we also have this opportunity to create communities where we, where we can listen and contribute to the conversations that they're having anyway. And so many businesses get stuck in this, well, I'm not going to create a community. You know, I don't want to do that because, heaven forbid, two of my customers talk and one of them could say something bad about me and get the other one upset. And, you know, we've always had that protection of, well, we don't want them talking, right? Well, the fact of the matter is in today's world, they're already talking. 
I mean, we can't stop it. They're out on social media. They're reading from each other. They're in communities. They're, they're finding each other. So wouldn't it be much better as an, as an organization to create the community and the platform where you actually instigate those conversations, are involved in those conversations, can actually know what's going on versus the old, oh, no, I don't want them talking to each other because they might get upset or they might find out somebody got a different price than somebody else did. I mean, that's an old status quo mentality that's limiting us from stepping forward into the power that this social platform and communities that are that are instigated by us can bring to the party. You you had said earlier to me before we turned the mic on that you didn't think that most, if any, major companies were using community properly. I think I think you know you you know you get into most and majority and people go oh but look at this one look at this one there are some companies out there that are doing amazing things with community I mean one of my favorites and this is way off the beaten track is Caterpillar right you know big equipment right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, talk about a company who could have said, well, my buyers aren't going to be on social media. I mean, come on, they're the drivers of those big big machines, right? So you would intuitively think that would not be a, a social media and certainly community would be a play for Caterpillar. And yet they have one of the most powerful customer communities around because they created it for them. They created communities where the, the customers or the buyers can come in. They can be on a site working on something. They can drop into this community off of an iPad or a mobile device, ask a question. Other customers are there. Caterpillar keeps technology, technical people, support people on that community all the time. And all of a sudden, their, their customers are coming into this community to get customer ser- getting support and service. But they're also sharing all their experiences with other, other customers. And you have this vibrant community of big equipment drivers and hauler drivers, right? Which how many of us would think that that would be a powerful community? Right. Right? It's not intuitive. I mean, everybody out there, you know, almost, you know, a large percentage of people have a smartphone. They have a smart mobile device. They use those to get online. You know, I was reading some research the other day that said the average average person uses their mobile device three to four hours a day online. That's astounding. That's astounding, right? So all of a sudden we have this empowered internet enabled mobile community and they are out there looking for information and here we are as businesses going oh no but i don't want them to talk we are we're managing our sales marketing products a lot of things based on what was true five years ago seven years ago ten years ago and it's not relevant anymore so let's let's help out a little bit here i mean let's give something somebody can do here if Somebody's listening to this and say, I recognize myself in the description there. What what kind of things could they do to stick their toe in the water to see how this thing works? Well, I think, you know, I think the first thing, you know, social media is an interesting beast to me because there is so much power in it. There's also a lot, you know, you have to be careful. You know, one of the questions I ask clients is, you know, if you're driving for popularity on social media, I think, first of all, that's that's the wrong goal. Because popularity has little to do with profitability. That's right. That's right. Right. And we all have seen the you know people out there on Twitter buying hundred thousand Twitter followers so they can have one hundred twenty thousand followers, right? Or the Facebook buys. You know, popularity doesn't mean you're successful in social media. It just means you have a number and a metric that is, by the way, very similar to a traditional metric. So it looks good. However, you know, the question I ask is, how do you know that those hundred thousand people that are following you? How many of them are actual potential buyers for your product or service? Yep, yep. 
So you really have to get, and that's why I think communities are so powerful because, you know, just a general social platform and engagement, you don't know that it's not your competition having that conversation with you. You have no way of knowing who is on the other side of that avatar. Mm-hmm. The power of community gives you the opportunity to, you know, you can start small. You can say, okay, let's start a community where, for example, we can take customer service, put it online in a community and let people come in and ask questions and do things and we can man that. But we can also start a a new feature community and let people start to comment about what other things they'd like to see us do. We can have a problem community. Gee, here are the problems we're trying to solve. Has anybody solved it? You know, all of the questions that we would teach a sales rep to engage in a solution sell, we can create a community to have those conversations and to listen in, A, we learn more about our products, B, we learn more about our, the perception our customers have of us, and C, we can get involved in those communities to be able to educate, advise, and that's how you become that trusted expert that they keep coming back to. You can bring in, you can have prospect communities. I mean, there are so many ways to use a community platform. And we don't, we don't do it because it's just not the natural extension of the way we've always done it. Well, there, there's two things there. One is the fear factor of setting that up because somebody's going to come into our community and just say negative things. And we can deal with that in a second. But what you also have here, extending the discussion that you just said, is when people are doing the research, they can come into your community, learn what they need about your product, so that when they do make that initial call and that initial touch point, they're already sold. They're just looking for the person to to, to talk well, to. And, you know, that's exactly, if you think about it, you know, years, decades ago, when I first started selling, you know, I was 22 selling mainframes against IBM, which was not exactly for the faint of heart, because IBM was so, do- I mean, unbelievably dominant then. Right. Right. And, you know, one of the things that a really seasoned rep taught me was how to write the RFP. Right. I mean, and it wasn't by saying, oh, well, you know, we do this, this and this. I would go into mid-tier accounts where IBM wasn't playing as hard. Right. Because they didn't need those mid-tier accounts as much. And I would start to educate this guy. Well, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Have you, you know, have you ever, did you know in this decision, you also need to look at this and this and this, and here's the implications of what it can mean to your business. I wasn't selling him. I was advising him. And yet by creating that advice that stuck and turned into, wow, you know what? That's, that's right. I need to think about this. And that ended up being in the RFP communities give us that same opportunity. Social media gives us that same opportunity, right? Because, mm-hmm. but instead what we're all doing is thinking of it as the, the, as the way business was before we had the internet and social engagement. Oh, well, no, I can't go out there and start that community because you know, they'll talk. Well, they're talking anyway. So you may as well get them talking where you can see what they're saying. Right. Um, before we didn't have a way to go, we can go out and actually advise and give expert advice, education, opinion, you know, guide their perceptions through social media, through community, through blogs, through all kinds of things, so that when they see us, they don't see us as these hard-hitting sales and marketing thumping our chest talking about our great stuff. They see us as an advisor that's actually giving them relevant and, and intelligent and expert advice that they can take to heart to make their decisions better. You know, talking about decisions and decision makers, extending that out, I've seen, and maybe you can validate this for me, is that a lot of the push for social media is coming from the top, not from underneath. And that the C-level is saying, 
what's all this ground noise that I'm hearing? And they look into it. And I think the sea level sees the value, but they need confirmation from underneath to make it work. Well, see, now, it, I'm interested about that perspective because what I hear from a lot of people is that the exec suite doesn't care about social media and it's actually coming from sales and marketing. Yeah, that's because it hasn't been approached in the proper way, right? Nobody's talking right. about the dollar value of it. They're talking about likes and everything else. I mean, we're, we're in a transition period, though. That whole thing about getting as many likes and friend as you can, that's going away. Because I think it's, I think it's going away for the leading edge. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going away. I think a lot of people are still trying to figure out how to get there. I mean, if you go, I was, I was, I, and I don't mention names of clients, but I was in a client two weeks ago and the conversation I had, and this was with an executive team when something like, well, can't I just get my secretary to go on that tweet thing and, and send quotes? And I'm talking a major corporation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, you know, one of the things that I, I that, and this is a personal opinion, Mark, one of the things that I think is happening is that there are more people in the mid-level management director level, you know, that whole, the tactical worker, people that make things happen on social media than there are in that exec suite, because the exec suite guys are heads down running the businesses. Yeah, but if you don't get somebody to be your champion at that level, the whole campaign is doomed. Well, but I think that's where your VP of sales and your VP of marketing have to step up, you know, and if you look at a lot of the, or CMO, CSO, whatever you want to call them, right? Um, I think sales and marketing leadership has to recognize that the way buyers buy has changed dramatically. And we all talk about that and we all wave our hands, but have we really changed much about how we sell and market in response to that? I, I would say that we have changed the mechanism and the communication channel, but we haven't changed what we send through it. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice, yeah. Right. So you know, if you look at a, go out and look at, take twenty corporations and look at their Twitter stream or their whatever. Right. It will ninety percent of them, ninety five percent of them will be me, 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 chest thumping all about my products and product sales and product promotions and you know, da, 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 and they may throw a customer story in, but the customer story is all about what they use to their stuff. Right. Right. Is how we shared information and the messages we marketed before the buyers were empowered. So all we've done is taken social media, social media, you know, community, even blogs. I mean, there's a lot of vendors out there that the blogs on their sites are blatant product promotion. And that turns and you know what? Our buyers 10 years ago didn't have a choice. Today, they do. They look at that and go, it's all about them, I don't care, and they click off in 10 seconds. And they go find a vendor who's actually delivering relevant information to them that's helping them to solve problems or create opportunities for their business. Great. Um, you know what? If people want to follow your discussions and your ideas on this, how would they get to you? How would people follow you? I'm on, on Twitter, I'm Rebel Brown. On LinkedIn, I'm Rebel Brown, and my website is rebelbrown.com. I, I don't know how it could be any easier than that. Not, you know, <laughs> there's not a lot of Rebel Browns, although there is a Rebel Brown in Texas, so I know of one. Great. Rebel, thank you for your time. Appreciate it very much. Thanks so much, Mark. It was a pleasure. Sure. We'll follow up sometime soon to see how things are going, too. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Great.